Hello, story lovers. I'm Laurel McCarg, host of Alligator Preserves, and today is Cinco de Mayo. Stay tuned for episode 107. Welcome to Alligator Preserves, a weekly podcast about revealing yourself through storytelling, story reading, and story writing, but probably not story arithmetic because that's not a thing. You just might surprise yourself with the secrets you'll uncover. It's a very blustery day here in Salida, Colorado on this Cinco de Mayo. And I'm a little bit bummed. No, I'm a lot a bit bummed because I can't go for my routine three-mile walk. Why, you ask? Why can't I go just because it's blustery out, you know? very windy. Are you afraid of the wind, Laurel? Are you afraid of getting blown over? Well, I wish that were the case. Unfortunately, sadly, tragically, eh, not exactly tragic, but definitely sadly, yesterday morning on the Cuatro de Mayo, I started off on my daily walk, which I have come to adore because it's my one time I can be social while walking on the street, waving to people as they go by in their cars getting some waves and some smiles back. It's something I do enjoy very much. Gets me some fresh air, gets my lungs working, and it's something that we all need to do nowadays. Get out whenever we can, get that vitamin D and that fresh air and sunshine. Well, we have kind of a long driveway here in Salida, and it's gravel. And I inherited what my mother used to call racehorse ankles from my father. He had the skinniest ankles and, you know, he had some some problems with them. Well, in 2017, I broke my right ankle while hiking in Moab. And I'm going to blame it on our dog because I was watching his feet and not mine. And But it was my right ankle, the one that never turns on me. And I had on brand new hiking boots and everything. Normally, like my left ankle, I've always had problems turning my left ankle. It just kind of flops over and down I go. I've learned how to roll wheel really well. So that's a good thing. Stop, drop, and roll. <laughs> and I've never, as many times as I've sprained my left ankle, I've never broken it. But this time in in the canyon in Moab, I actually broke my right ankle and took a nice chunk out of the talus bone in there. And two surgeries later, because the first one didn't take, the second one in 2019, I had to get some stem cells put in there and somebody else's donor cartilage to fill in the hole in my talus. That just sounds wrong. Fill in the hole in my talus. Is it talus or talus? I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But uh, yeah, it fixed the problem. Well, yesterday morning. And see, first of all, I was going to go to the nursery, the tree nursery, and get a plum tree or maybe even a peach tree. And then I decided, well, no, I should take my walk first. I'm halfway down the driveway on the steepest part of it gazing at the beauty of the mountains around me, and my right foot slides on some loose gravel and then kind of mm, snaps a little, pops a little under me. And I've I've learned enough about when that happens that I need to go down pretty quickly. (laughs) And so I have learned how to roll. So I rolled, (laughs) did like a head over heels kind of thing down the driveway, and then lay there on the driveway for quite a while with my right foot up in the air, Moving it around, I knew I could wiggle my toes and I could move it. And I very gingerly stood 
up on it and I could bear weight. So good sign. And I thought, well, maybe that pop was just like a little, you know, a little whatever, the the tendon or the, the ligament kind of popping. So I started back on my walk, figuring, you know, walk it off, walk it off, Laurel. That's what I did the first time I broke my ankle and that was not a good idea. But I got a little distance down the road before deciding, no, it really wasn't feeling so great. And so I came back into the house with my tail between my legs, didn't want to tell my husband what I had done. He, of course, took me right to the ER. And yeah, I've got a lateral avulsion fracture of the malleolus, whatever. Basically, it's just like a little a little fracture on the outside of my right ankle. So then, of course, I got the speech about the fact that I should should have been doing toe raises forever and ever and ever, you know, working on my, my ankle muscles. But I figure, you know what? Everyone talks about sports specificity. And if you want to train to do more push-ups, do more push-ups. If you want to be able to train to run faster, you got to run. If you want to train to be able to lift more weight, you got to lift more weight. So I figure I've been training for walking for about 60 years now. <laughs> so I, I should be a pro at this. I really should be a pro at walking without injuring myself. But uh, evidently, I, I'm not a pro yet. Darn these skinny ankles. Anyway, it's not as bad as it could have been. And let me just do some shout outs right now here. Well, for my husband, because of course he had to drive me to the ER and I wouldn't let him come in with me, not that they would have let him. So I ended up going to Heart of the Rockies Regional Medical Center. And I want to give them an A plus right now because not only did they have uh, someone come right out to me when Mike and I both headed up to the door to go into the ER. But uh, Mike, we had masks on. Mike was told no visitors. So he had to go back in the car and I, my temperature was taken and, you know, questions were asked. And I was whisked inside and given a wheelchair. And I didn't have to hand them any of my cards. They just type stuff in. I was the only one there. And inside there, they had all the chairs blocked off so that if there were to be other people in there, they would have been seated way far apart, which was lovely. I was seen very quickly, maybe because I was the only one in there. And maybe if you're having an emergency, this might be a good time to go to the hospital, even though, you know, nobody wants to go to the hospital. I sure didn't want to go to the hospital, but I was taken right away. Seen right away, the doctor came in, they wheeled in an x-ray machine, took the x-rays, and, you know, within not very long at all, you know, I had my answer and got a bonus tetanus shot. How about that? Because I scraped up my hand a bit. And yeah, was sent home with my little air brace and instructions and giddy up. So that's why I, <laughs> that's why I'm bummed that I haven't had my walk today. And I missed my walk yesterday, and it'll be probably another couple of weeks before I'm, you know, by the time the ducks arrive, I'm, I'm hoping by the time the ducks arrive, I will be able to waddle with them. <laughs> oh, so that's my story about my stupid skinny ankles. And today is Cinco de Mayo. And it reminds me that in past years, in past homes, Mike and I have hosted fabulously fun Cinco de Mayo parties in our home. We started in Woodbridge, Virginia, in a home which we named Toad Hall because we were the party place 
on the Occoquan River. And I can't remember what year I started it, but, you know, the kids were really little and I just decided, let's invite all the neighbors. I wanted to get to know the neighbors because we had just moved in there shortly before I decided to have this party. And yeah, I sent out invitations and encouraged people to dress festively. And I've got some great photos, which I really need to find so I can post some of those on my website after. But every year we had just a wonderful time. And, you know, we lived there for five years. And so I probably had five Cinco de Mayo parties. (laughs) Then we moved to Colorado Springs. Then we moved to Colorado Springs, where I continued the parties and again enjoyed them. And then we moved to Leadville. And for some reason, I don't think I we had any Cinco de Mayo parties in Leadville, probably because, you know, for the first year and a half, Mike was still working in both places. And I was working at the high school teaching. And it was just crazy. And the kids were into different things. And I just don't think I got around to it. And now when I think about it, and this might not be the case, but now I bet you anything, if I were to host a Cinco de Mayo party, people would accuse me of cultural appropriation, which would just really piss me off even more than the fact that I fractured my ankle yesterday. (laughs) And maybe that's not the case. And it's not like we had these parties to celebrate the Mexican army's victory over the French empire at the Battle of Puebla on May 5th, 1862. We we never even talked about that. It was just a time to get together with friends and have music and food and maybe a little dancing and lots of laughter and, you know, just a time of celebration, period. Because who doesn't need any excuse nowadays to have a celebration? I think perhaps this time of COVID-19 and this whole coronavirus pandemic, I think people are going to spend less time trying to find things to be offended about, like ending sentences in a preposition. (laughs) We're all still in a very uncertain time on this globe, with questions still unanswered, with people still, frankly, being stupid, and if not stupid, at least disrespectful of other people's health, which is stupid. I'm just going to say it, it's stupid. And so inconsiderate. So when I think of Cinco de Mayo parties, I hope people are able to have them today somehow. I hope people are finding reasons to celebrate something every day, whether it's completing your 2,000-piece jigsaw puzzle or a painting or learning something new or getting rid of that old dress you're never going to wear again. (laughs) Not that you have to because, you know, if you have the space, and I've been told this before by my boys, they're like, it's not like you have to get rid of stuff. It's not like you're getting crowded out of your house. But still, I look at things now and I think, huh, if I'm not using it, maybe someone else could use it. So pass it on. Wash it first and then pass it on. So this segues me into some more mental health tips for you. I've been sharing these mental health wellness tips for quarantine by Dr. Margie Donlan, provided to me from my friend Nadine Collier up in Michigan. So I'm up to number 18. Here's number 18. Find a long-term project to dive into. Now is the time to learn how to play the keyboard. Put together a huge jigsaw puzzle. (laughs) Start a 15-hour game of Risk. Paint a picture. Read the Harry Potter series. Binge watch an eight-season show. Crochet a blanket. Solve a Rubik's Cube. Or develop a new town in Animal Crossing. Find something that will keep you busy, distracted, and engaged to take breaks from what is going on 
in the outside world. Excellent suggestion, Dr. Donlin. Yes, my uh, 2000 piece puzzle took me about three and a half weeks, and uh, I worked on it a couple of hours a day in the morning while Mike was on his conference call. So I got to listen to what was going on and also create this beautiful puzzle, which still remains on our table and which Mike wants me to keep on the table for a while because he look, he likes looking at it. So yeah, all kinds of different things. You know, if you've ever said to yourself, I wish I could do so-and-so, or you've got an instrument somewhere that you've been waiting to learn how to play, there's so much online right now. You can learn how to do everything online. So pick something and go for it. All right. Number 19, engage in repetitive movements and left-right movements. Research has shown that repetitive movement, and in parentheses, knitting, coloring, painting, clay sculpting, jump roping, etc., especially left-right movement, running, drumming, skating, hopping, can be effective at self-soothing and maintaining self-regulation in moments of distress. Huh, well, this is interesting. I'm not doing any running, skating, or hopping lately with my new ankle issue. However, this repetitive movement thing, talking about being self-soothing, I know a lot of people have tics, like I do. My mother used to count her fingers repetitively. I find, and I don't know when I discovered this, but I find that I do this, and I, I use my toes, this pattern of movement where it's like a right, left, 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 <laughs> of, of flexing. It's just a pattern of flexing my toes. And I do it subconsciously. I guess somehow my body is telling me that I need balance or I need to soothe myself. I don't know. I think this is the perfect time for people with obsessive compulsive disorders. <laughs> Let them have free range because it might make you feel better. <laughs> Not sure if that was exactly the purpose of her engage in repetitive movements suggestion, but hey, if it works, it works. These are distressful times. Number 20, find an expressive art and go for it. Our emotional brain is very receptive to the creative arts, and it is a direct portal for release of feeling. Find something that is creative, and in parentheses, she has sculpting, drawing, dancing, music, singing, playing, and give it your all. See how relieved you can feel. It is a very effective way of helping kids to emote and communicate as well. So there you have it. Dance and sing. Play a game. Express yourself. That's all I have for today. Cinco de Mayo. You can find today's show notes with links and photos. I'll find those photos somewhere on my website at leadvillelaurel.com. Email me at laurel at strackpress.com and follow me on Twitter at leadvillelaurel. If you enjoyed this and other episodes, subscribe to Alligator Preserves and convince your friends to as well. You might want to support me on Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash alligatorpreserves. As a matter of fact, I just put in the mail some handwritten unique haikus for some of my patrons with a little note that they get every month. Maybe you might want one of those too. And uh, join me next time when I'll talk about something completely different, including some more mental health wellness tips in times of quarantine. Until next time, be good, be clean, be helpful, be creative, be hopeful. 
Thank you for visiting. Bye. Alligator Preserves is hosted and produced by Laurel McCard with technical support provided by her husband, Mike McCard. Follow her on her website at leadvillelaurel.com where she writes about life, real, and imagined. If you enjoyed this podcast, you might enjoy her books. Find her work at amazon.com. Amazon.com.